Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast, where we bring the best of change management to you. In this From the Field episode, Managing Editor Brian Gorman interviews Yvonne Buka Akvera, a continuous learner and teacher in the field with more than two decades of experience as a change management practitioner. Their topic today is critical areas in which change management needs to reimagine and reinvent itself. We hope you enjoy this installment of the Change Management Review Podcast. So welcome to this episode of the Change Management Review Podcast. My name is Brian Gorman. I am the Managing Editor of Change Management Review. And our guest today is Ivan Ruke Akpaveta. Ivan has been working in the field of change management for more than two decades. She is the CEO and founder of Olive Blue, the Change Leadership. Yvonne works globally with professionals, executives, and organizations to help them successfully lead and drive change in today's disruptive business environment. Focus areas include digital transformation, artificial intelligence, fourth industry revolution technologies, organizational change management, change advisory services, change leadership, disruptive technologies, training and knowledge management, and Yvonne is a motivational speaker. I'm not sure where you find time to do all of this, Yvonne, but welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Great to be on here. You know, um, I don't know how I find time to do it either, you know, but that's what happens when you find your ikigai, you know, your love for what you do, and um, it makes it a little easier, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about doing what makes your heart sing, as people who know me know well. Yes, yes. Yes. Ivan, I met you through the clubhouse room that you formed called Change Management Reinvented. Mm-hmm. So my first question is, what makes you think change management needs reinventing? <laughs> okay, so let's call it change management reinvented, reimagined, you know, but just a new way and a new perspective of looking at change management. And um I can think of so many reasons why we need to just start to look at things differently. And, you know, we, because we are in a place of the future of work as, you know, whether we want to think about it or not, or accept it, but the future of work is now. And even as we start to do different things differently and the world evolves, the workplace evolves. So also the way we look at change management, implement change, drive change, lead change is also changing as well. And it's no longer, you know, in the past where we just focused on maybe a top-down approach or we focused on change management models, but it was like, you know what, just as everything is evolving, let me say everything because it feels like everything, but, you know, the principles remain though. There's still some principles and, you know, like principles, they're timeless, But, you know, the way we do things and the way we look at things is changing. People are changing. The culture is changing. Organizational structures are changing. And with all of that changing, how we implement and drive change is also changing. So I want to get into change leadership, which I know is a significant area of focus for you. But Mm -hmm. before we do, could you give us just some examples of other areas in which you think change management needs to change? Mm. One of the key things I would say is how the models that we use. I love the use of models. Nobody else loves models like, you know, 
how I believe it. But it's the focus on which we have on models and frameworks that need to change. We need to start to look at, you know, leading change in terms of people focused and less about the models and the frameworks and the methodologies. Those are just guiding principles in terms of what we need to do. So I would say it's about that move away from the science of it to the art of it. You know, so the science is going to be in the models, you know, the tactics, some of those principles, but the art of it is really in understanding the change and the people and the culture and the organizations to know how we can bring those two together. So, and what's also really changing is that before change used to be very top-down, you know, an organization came and said, hey, this is what you need to do, do it. And, you know, people more or less went along, even though they there's that start that is being challenged now in terms of change initiatives still failing. But if at that time people pushed back or people or that approach didn't work, think of it now where people have a lot more autonomy. They, you know, change is happening really fast. And then people may just simply feel, hey, it's not really about come, hey, let's do it. I'll, I'll give you one more example. When you look at change in the past, you know, organizations could go and say, hey, this is regulatory. I'm thinking of an enterprise organization where I've implemented change. And you will come and say, we have to do it because they say so. But and it's priority. The regulators are saying we need to do this. And then you come to this department and you tell them and they say, well, we have other higher priorities. Our regulators take more priority than yours. And, you know, we have to do this. And, you know, they wouldn't align. So gone was the carrot stick approach or because the top boss says so or because we need to do it for different reasons. The priorities were changing for everybody. You know, everything was just becoming just as important. So you don't just go to an organization or a part of an organization and say we have to change just because xyz say so you have to be able to influence and drive that change and build partnerships and collaboration so that's one way things are changing where people couldn't just rely on top down they had to do things more collaboratively i think we're seeing that really on a global basis with what's quickly gaining recognition is the great resignation mm-hmm. <laughs> employees saying you know here in the U.S., and, and for those who don't know, Ivan, she is up in Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, Canada. Here in the U.S., uh, Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of um, J.P. Morgan Chase, said everybody will come back to the office because working from home, people don't hustle. Um, the uh, CEO of Goldman Sachs said working from home is an aberration. Mm. Um, <laughs> remember that one. (laughs) And employees are saying, no, I don't have to come back to the office. You know, my work was absolutely satisfactory. You got more than you got when I was in the office working from home. And if you won't pay me to work the way I want to work and when I want to work and how I want to work, somebody else will. Um, So we are certainly seeing that um, top down carrot and stick approach is not working and, and mm-hmm. even, if it, <laughs> even if it wasn't working before COVID, uh, it's working even less now. Yeah. You know what? 
we can think about examples of um, some CEOs. Not all CEOs get it right. You know, if CEOs got it right, would still have blockbusters. Would still have Kodak. <laughs> I think we still have Kodak. <laughs> we would still have Kodak as we knew Kodak to be. You know, and uh, we would still have blockbuster. Uh, we would still have blackberry being number one you know and um let me just add this you know i love jamie diamond um i i did used to work you know in chase here in canada so i do love um, jamie diamond i think he's a great leader you know and um but one of the things I also do like about Jimmy Diamond is that he's always open to correction. <laughs> you know, I remember him saying cryptocurrency wasn't here to stay or cryptocurrency wasn't worth looking at or Bitcoin. But I hear now that JP Morgan Chase is exploring cryptocurrency. <laughs> so- well, I'm, I'm still waiting for his correction on that one. Um, <laughs> we have we have heard correction on that from... Um, the CEO of, of Microsoft, mm. who at first said, everybody's coming back to the office. And I forget whether he said two or three days a week. And the employees said, wait a minute, you know, you never asked us. And he came back and said, you know, the future of work is flexible. Mm. And so. you see, and yeah, and you see, those are the kind of things where I like what, you know, where he was now open to listen to people saying you never asked us and that's what really changes about where we're moving to the co-creation of it so it's no longer about one person being expected to lead an organization and know all the answers and make all the um, decisions where we're going from a change perspective when it comes to leading and driving change effectively is that co-creation and collaboration where we're as speaking with our stakeholders be it our um, clients, be it our customers, be it our um, um, shareholders, you know, vendors and partners. And we're trying to understand what works for them because they are on the pulse of things. They are the ones driving it. They are the ones that know what's out. They were more connected than ever before. So leaders in organizations know that they don't have all the answers, which was the thing of the past where you, they were expected to know everything. Yes, they're the decision makers, they drive the vision, they tr- help make everything happen. But the answer is also within the stakeholders and that engagement with stakeholder engagement, which is what stakeholder engagement is all about, is your, your ability to co-create and collaborate to really lead true and effective change is going to be what is so much more key. One of the things that uh, I find so helpful uh, in that regard, I'll always ask whomever my client is, um, and typically it's at the the top of the house, whether it's a small house or a very large house, um, what gets you up in the morning? What, What brings you to work? What is it that you are passionate about that you're doing today? And then I'll say, and tell me, what gets your direct reports up to work, up mm-hmm. in the morning and to work? And most of the time, most of the time, the answer is, I really don't know. Mm. And when, again, whether it's the CEO or the vice president or the, you know, the head of um, payroll, mm. doesn't matter. Um, if you can find out what the passion of your reports 
what the passions of your reports are mm. and align what you need with what feeds their soul mm. as well as their wallet. Mm. Um, you've got a very different organization. It is, it is. It's finding out the big why. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I think about the Change Leadership Conference, which we do, we've been doing every year, five years, other than last year with the COVID. And with that conference, we have volunteers. Our volunteers are so dedicated to our conference that many people think they're employees <laughs> of the organization, you know, but one of the things we do when we have volunteers come on board is we ask why, why do you want to be part of this? You know, and we find that mutual thing because we say volunteering is not about you just say, oh, what can we get from you? What can you help us do to drive our vision? Why do you want to be part of this? Right. You know, and, you know, finding that tie into the vision. And we've had volunteers that are part of this five years, four years. <laughs> because their why is so strongly aligned with what we're doing. And we also tie in our why, because when somebody comes and says, I just want to help, what do you want me to do? I'm just like, what do you want to do for the organization? What do you want to do for the event? That's what we tie back, you know, into what they're doing. And it's that why that is so strong, like you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. From, a, from an employer perspective, turnover, productivity, quality, um, showing up. Mm. And, and engaging in that co-creation that you were talking about a few minutes ago. Um, mm. All of those are enhanced significantly mm. when, you can, when you can create that alignment. If mm. I want to dive into the whole topic of change leadership, because clearly that's you know, a piece of your passion. And, <laughs> My uh, biggest passion right now. <laughs> and... and I think you bring some important insights to it. So tell us your perspective on change leadership. Oh, wow. Um, the perspective I have on change leadership, the very big one is that change leadership is no longer for a select few, not in today's future of work. And when I say no longer for a select few is that change leadership is no longer that thing that was reserved for the management title where you had to be the CEO, the head of the team, or you had to be a change practitioner, a change manager responsible for the change for you to have change leadership or be a change leader. Now, change leadership cuts across every layer of the organization, you know, broad, horizontally and vertically, you know, to say everybody has that responsibility for being able to lead and drive change in today's fast-paced, ever-changing, disruptive business environment. You know, we can't afford to wait until that CEO, you know, responds to change in an agile way. So when we talk about responding to change, it's having that vision for the change. And vision doesn't rely on the top. You can have that vision for change, even at any layer as a SME individual contributor to see what can the organization do, because that's who is connected to the customers, you know, and, you know, the vendors are able to see what's happening. They, their pulse is on the market. So they have that vision. Change leadership is about, you know, response and agility. And if it's about response and agility, you can't wait for the leaders at the top to make that decision. Whatever position you have in the organization, you have to be agile and responsive with your decisions. You have to be quick to the market. You, you're not going to wait for that big hierarchical structure that is saying, 
or I'm waiting for this person to approve and that next person to approve and that next person, you know, to approve. So, and change leadership is not really about project. It's about day to day. So when you think about how even organizations are flattening, whereby, you know, we're taking away those hierarchies and whereby people are giving that responsibility to be able to go out there and make something happen. It is with the change leadership skills you're able to do that. So even when I think about myself as in my own organization, I don't want to hire people that are constantly waiting for me to make a decision or saying, Yvonne, this is what we need to do. I want people that are coming to me and saying, Yvonne, you know, not asking me, Yvonne, or waiting for my permission, but, you know, they are begging for forgiveness, if you'd say a little bit later, you know, whereby they're saying, they're being more responsive, you know, because again, it's the people without the position are titles that are the touch points with the market, with the consumers, with the vendors, with the people out there. So their ability to be able to respond and act in an agile manner is what change leadership is really all about because everything we do today is change. Nothing is status quo. <laughs> it's constantly changing. So... I, I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I see one coming. You know, when someone <laughs> says, I hear what you're saying, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> How do you answer the question that some leaders will ask about too many cooks in the kitchen, so to speak? Mm. Um, I don't see it as too many cooks in the kitchen because we all have our individual responsibility to lead change within our sphere of influence. So we all have our sphere of influence for what we're responsible for. We're not saying, again, that's where we're changing how we look at change leadership. Change leadership is not that big one thing about leading an organization. It's about being able to apply change leadership skills, whether it be collaborations, being visionary, being proactive and agile, you know, being able to collaborate, being able to empower others, you can do that within your sphere of influence. So imagine when we have changed leaders doing all of that within their sphere of influence, and then we have that person at the organizational level as, the, um, um, as a leader that can now bring all those changed leaders and catalysts together. Wow, that's explosive, you know, and that's responsive in leading change. But imagine where within your sphere of influence, you have some, your one person is a laggard, you're slowing down the organization. So any, any overall leader or management or executive in the organization, nobody wants laggards who are pulling the thing back, where imagine you all go to that meeting and then you're saying, okay, we need to do this, we need to respond. And everybody on the table says, I got this, I'm making this happening. And then one person is there and they says, oh, I wasn't too sure. I was waiting for you to get back to me before I know what, I knew what I was supposed to do. You know, I wasn't sure how to respond. Who do you want on your, who do you want at the table? I, I so wish I remembered who it was. Many years ago, I was working with a CEO who said, I want to be on the trailing edge of technology. Mm. And I, I so wish I remember because I'd love to know when his organization went under. Uh, (laughs) You're talking about people at every level of the organization Mm -hmm. bringing change execution skills, change management skills, change leadership to their Mm -hmm. roles, their sphere of influence. And I, I really like the way you define that. 
Um, and so that brings up the question of how do they get those skills? Mm-hmm. And for me, the real question is, are we born with those skills mm-hmm. and enculturated out of them? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, to me is really about learning those skills. So first of all, outright of the gates is you can go out there to the internet these days and learn everything you want to learn. You know, that's one thing you can do. So no doubt about that. But, you know, the first place is awareness of saying, okay, I need to learn change leadership skills and um, change leadership skills and not incredibly far out from even leadership skills. But the way I look at change leadership skills are very leadership focused skills that apply to being able to lead, drive, and manage change, you know, uh, more effectively. And there are different ways you can do that. You can also attend institutions, first of all, you know, to do that. We at our organization, we have a um, course, an online course, which is just purely focused on developing change leadership skills, identifying the core, 10 core change leadership skills that we believe and in, and then how do you develop those and how do you apply that in a practical way to being able to lead and drive change. So that's a difference that we do. And I would say some of these things we do already without even knowing, but the thing is that when you know, you do more. So when you even know that, you know, oh, wow, this is really a skill that I have, then you can say, how do I even apply it better? So some of it, like to your question, we're born with some of it, and but we still have to develop it regardless. So when you take two different people, for instance, one person may be born naturally to be able to play the piano, you know, like they come out being able to read sheets and be able to play the piano. And another person, you know, may have no skills, but the person who can lend those skills can get to maybe even the level of the person who is born with it. But imagine that person who was born with it, but decided to develop those skills. That person who is learning it without the natural gift or ability can never catch up with that person who is was not only born with it naturally, but had the ability to even learn more about it, to become more efficient in their craft. So yes, there are certain things we're born with, and there are definitely certain things we can learn, you know, and everybody has the ability to go much further. Not everybody, there's some things that if you're natural, you always will excel better at it because you have that natural tendency. So it's easier to learn those things. Well, I would say everybody can learn. Yvonne, thank you so much. Is there anything else that, that's important to share with our audience at this time? <laughs> you know what? If you left it to me, you know, I would go on and on and on about anything to do with change because, like you mentioned, there's so many things I'm passionate about. You know, one is, you know, change leadership as a core skill that will help us position ourselves for the future of work. Future of work and technology is something that I'm pretty passionate about. And um, so all we do in our organization is really be able to help professionals and organizations to respond to change, not react, to respond better and faster to change. Because um, what's important about what we do is because of the social impact it has. You know, most of the time, you know, social is seen as being out there in um, maybe an activist, there in the community, driving those social changes. But 
what really drives social change, what really drives community change and, and social impact is even what organizations are doing and the economy. And why change leadership is important to us is because we've seen change leadership be a matter of life and death, even when we look at the pandemic. We've looked at the impact of leaders who have been able to, you know, whether respond or react to this change. We've seen the difference between those who reacted versus those who responded to the change and how it impacted the majority of the uh, population. We've seen organizations who failed because of the ability for leaders to react or respond to change. And that's what we're all about. We're all about how do we really equip professionals and organizations to be able to respond to change in that agile way that you know, we have greater impact, social impact on employee mental well-being, community, and the economy at large. So what we all do comes down to you know, the social impact of everything. So that's why I'm personally <laughs> passionate about change leadership and you know, change, um, change leadership advocacy. Yvonne, thank you so much. You are most welcome. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me. This has just been a fun conversation to have. We hope you've enjoyed this From the Field episode of the Change Management Review podcast with Brian Gorman, Managing Editor of the Change Management Review, and Yvonne Ruka Akvareta. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and like us on LinkedIn.